0: This is Restart Hope with Pastor Joel Sicker on FM 94.1 The Voice. He was the greatest of all the people in the East. So people knew about him. People knew about his integrity. People wanted to do business with him. In his personal life, he's got character. In his business life, he's got success. Look at his family. Verse 4, his sons used to go and hold a feast in the house of each one on his day. That is, maybe on his birthday. So every birthday, the sons would get together and have a birthday party. Which, by the way, nowadays in our families, we don't have that kind of unity and joy. We forget our siblings' birthdays. We don't say, hey, it's birthday, put everything on hold, and it looks like they celebrated for a week. And then it wasn't just the dudes that got together, and they would send and invite their three sisters um, to eat and drink with them. And when the days of feast had run, their course, Job would send and consecrate them, and he would rise early in the morning and offer burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, it may be that my children have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus Job did continually. Please pay attention. I'm painting you a picture of this man that we're going to be looking into his life. It seems like there's nothing wrong with him. Even God is going to vouch for his integrity. Business-wise, this man is smart. This man, he knows. He knows how to deal with, with the business world. He knows how to deal with his personal life and his spiritual world. And he's a great family. He's a great father. He has an amazing family. The children are united. The children are together. They love one another. And he's not only pouring into his personal walk with God, but he's also raising his children in the fear of the Lord. Because whenever he go, they go and have a party, he makes a burnt offering for them. And he says, just in case they were having fun and they said something that was not honoring towards God. I don't want God to curse us. I don't want God to be angry with us. I want to be on good standings with God. In the book of Ecclesiastes, it says that foolish talk will quickly turn sinful. And oftentimes, when you hang around the party, you say foolish things, right? And he's like, just in case something turns sinful, let's do a burnt offering. Which again points us to this book, Job existed before the priests came about in Israel. Abraham was a priest of his own home. Job was a priest of his own home. And he offered sacrifices for his children. A man of integrity, a businessman who's successful, a family man who's doing well. The scene quickly changes. The scene changes so drastically that it's not just a scene where it goes from his family and then his wife got pregnant with another kid or, you know. It, it, it changes dimensions. I mean this is something that, I don't know, I don't think a movie can really portray it well. A song couldn't write it out and really paint this picture. The dimension changes. We go from Job, great, happy man, to all of a sudden one into a different dimension. God is calling all the angels, look at this, it's insane. Now, there was a day where the sons of God, the bene ha-elohim, uh, there are many different places where the Bible uses the, the terms, the sons of God, the bene elohim In this particular context, is talking about the angels or members of heaven who come together to give an account to God. There's like a heavenly meeting or staff meeting that's happening. But look at this. They come to give and to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan also came among them. I wish I had a music, you know, person, dun-dun-dun! <laughs> okay, it's many of you guys, you grew up doing Awana and watch VeggieTales, and you grew up in church, but, but please be amazed with me. In heaven? Satan? In the presence of God? Satan? I thought Satan couldn't stand in his presence, but he's standing, and God's going to talk to him, and Satan's going to answer him. Satan, in the presence of God? What is this? Does it mean that we're all doomed? Does it mean that God cannot be trusted? I mean, if, if you if you saw your boyfriend or your girlfriend talking to someone that you didn't like, someone said, uh, mm-hmm, you know? I'm like, like, hey honey, you want dinner? Cat food. Right? Uh, yeah. What were you doing talking to that person? Show me your phone. How long have you been texting this person? Satan in the presence of God? I want you no man. I want you to feel the weight of it. Satan in the presence of God, I trust you. You got my back. You protect me from the evil one. Even though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. It's Satan, in your presence, in your presence is fullness of joy. What in the world is Satan doing over there? Shouldn't he be in hell where he belongs? Contrary to popular belief, Satan is not in hell. In fact, he'll be thrown in hell after the battle of Armageddon, Armageddon, and then the thousand-year millennial reign of Jesus. Uh, look at this in Revelation chapter 20 verse 14. Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death, the lake of fire. And if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. If you want to know more about this, uh, we have a whole series, verse by verse, through the book of Revelation. Revelation 16 to Revelation 20 to get a fair idea of why Satan is still running around loose. What's he doing in God's presence? What's he doing in heaven? Um, It's not on an app currently. It'll soon be up over there, but if you want it before it comes up on the app, send me an email and I'll email the link to you where you can listen to it there's going to be a day when satan and his angels and his demons will be thrown into hell but right now the bible tells me that he's an accuser of the saints so he looks at you he looks at you he looks at you and he goes before god and he says you know what alison did you know what keiko did you know what jeremiah did and he brings accusation of you to the father so if he's going to bring accusation clearly he's going to go and talk to god himself keep on bringing accusation but you're going to see oh it's going to be powerful it's going to be so powerful it's going to be so amazing. Finally, I believe that the Holy Spirit's going to open your eyes like never before to see what God is doing, even though it seems like God cannot be found in your life. It looks like Satan has made his way up in heaven. It's like, what is Satan doing in the White House? Right? How is he able to stand in the presence of God? What does this mean for us? Number one, please write this down, and I hope your pens are moving quickly. Even when God cannot be found, good spot for an amen coming up while you write, Satan has no authority. Amen. you know you might be in a place where it seems like God is not in control but you're wrong Because God is still in authority. It might seem like your children have fallen away from the faith, but it doesn't mean that Satan has somehow snuck his way into the throne where God sits and he's become God. False, God is still large and in charge and God is still in authority, man. Hey, if there's one thing you want to go back home with, stick your chest up because God is still in authority. Lazarus might be in the tomb for four days, but God is still in authority. It can seem like, Jesus, I call for help, but you're delaying. But God is still in authority and I want to tell you that he's on his way and he sometimes will love you enough to hold back and not show up when you want him to show up because last week's message he wants to deplete you of everything you know your desires, your wants so he can show up in time and be like I am God good to meet you see that's why I want you to be here on Wednesday night because I want to ask you this question where are areas in your life where you feel like God is losing the battle in your life and I want to assure you God never loses a battle. He's always king. He always wins. He's always going to be the champion. No one, no one can ever stand before him and win a battle. Now, I know there was a time in my life when I sat where you sat and I ridiculed pastors who said stuff like this until I tried to fight my own battles and I found myself on my butt all the time until one day his strong, mighty arm lifted me up. And I realized that in my flesh, I fail, but He never fails and He always picks me up. Because there are times when it seems like God cannot be found, but that doesn't mean that Satan has authority over you, or over the world, or over your nation, or over your church, or over your children, or over your finances. Satan has no authority. I'm going to preach till my lungs cramp this morning, man. you got to help me out, okay? Look at this, Job chapter 1, verse 7. The Lord, Yahweh, said to Satan, actually that's El Shaddai. El Shaddai said to Satan, From where have you come, You need to know listen to me satan has accountability someone's got to be excited that satan has accountability he doesn't have free reign in your life he has accountability satan answered you need to know that satan is on a leash god asks him a question and satan better answer satan cannot be a grumpy like i don't want to talk to you he get a whooping like never before you better answer me now And God's got him on a leash and Satan has to answer when a question is asked by El Shaddai. And the Lord said, uh, the Lord asked him, where have you been? Where have you come from? And Satan answered the, uh, the Lord and said, from going to and fro on the earth and from walking up and down on it. He's walking through every dimension of the earth. I want you to know something about Satan. He's not omnipresent. Okay? He's not like God. God is omnipresent. And... Neither is he omniscient. He doesn't know everything. He's got to walk the earth to figure out who you are. To figure out what your failures are. To figure out how can he intimidate you? How can he frighten you? He will look at your internet history. I mean, Satan doesn't need rock star because he doesn't sleep. He's a spirit being. But doesn't mean that he's omniscient. Doesn't mean he's omnipotent. There's only one who's omniscient. There's only one who's omnipotent. And that is Jesus. And he knows you. And he loves you. And he's an authority. Not Satan. So he's been walking the earth like a lion. Seeing whom we can devour. And maybe you feel like Satan's knocking on your door. Possibly not. Because he can't believe every place in one time. You need to know that if you study demonology, um, there are demons, many demons like how there are angels, that hang out in, in certain parts, in certain places. And there's certain demons for certain places. That's why Jesus, when he goes to certain places, they have a demon spirit in that place. And he casts out those demons and they say, throw us in the pigs. And they want to stay in that, in that place. But even that, you see that God has authority over them. And so Satan has his demons, his minions that are running around. But just because they're running around doesn't mean that they're an authority. God is still an authority. So Satan says, I've been walking up and down. and trying to figure it out. Trying to figure out what's happening. And verse 8 says, and the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? I told you this book is messed up, man. (laughs) Have you considered my servant Job? Imagine, I meet a guy and he says, "Uh, what do you do for a living? I'm a thief you are a thief come on in come on in hey this is my vault all my life savings right here let me give you the code you see that don't you love these jewels and then you close it again and you lock it and you're like all right i'll see you later bye bye you're like are you mad that's a thief now it wouldn't be stupid if i as the owner knew for certain that thief has no authority the thief has no power that thief is not greater than me. That thief can never take what belongs to me, what I love, and make it his own. You need to get that God is the one in authority. Satan is not. God is able to show off his might. It's crazy. It's crazy. Have you considered my servant Job? There's none like him on the earth. A blameless and upright man who fears God and turns away from evil. Isn't that crazy that God gives him that, you know, that report. My man Job, my homie, my dog, He's good, none like him man. I'm gonna show off my faithful child even to the enemy. Then Satan answered the Lord and said, does Job fear God for naught, for no reason? Have you not put a hedge around him and his house and all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands and his possessions have increased in the land. But stretch out your hand and touch all that he has and he will curse you to your face. Look at this, Satan can see your blessing. Satan can see your protection but he cannot see your limits. Satan does not know your limits. And I kind of like that, because he's always guessing. And because he's an accuser and because he's a liar, he's saying something that he's seen to be true in other people, which hopefully there's none of you over here like this. He says, I've seen people who love you. As soon as you stop blessing them, they stop worshiping. They lose their song. Put them in the vacuum, put them in the cold water, blast them with hot air, watch them. They will shut up. What about you church? Would you shut up? Okay, that one person, I'm with you. I'll join you. <laughs> I know your hearts were screaming, no. Okay, we're a vocal church. You could say no out loud, okay? No. Good, a little too late. He's lagging behind his Pentium II processor. We'll, we'll get that figured out. <laughs> How many of you guys ever had a Pentium II processor? It's crazy, yeah. It was like, I'm not showing my age with this one. I'm showing where I'm from, India. And what happens after this is crazy, catastrophic, disastrous, awful, shocking. And the Lord said to Satan, Oh my gosh, man, this chapter 1 verse 12 is a turning point in this book. All that he has is in your hand. Only against him do not stretch out your hand. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. Okay, Satan, you think that Job loves me only because of the stuff? Fine, go ahead. Take the stuff away. Take it. I, God knows your limits. Satan doesn't. God knows your limits. God knows, I love it that the Bible says, He will not let you be tempted more than you can handle or bear. And in every temptation, He gives you an exit sign. He gives you an exit sign. It's not lit up. We need to light that up. He gives you an exit sign saying, hey, in every temptation, I know how much you can handle. And the beauty is, even when you do fall, He still gives you a way out through His Son, Jesus Christ. It's beautiful and so satan goes from his presence and here we see the four four major things that happen now there was a day when his sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in the oldest brother's house verse 14 says and there came a messenger to job and said the oxen were plowing and the donkeys feeding beside them this is his workforce the oxen are plowing and the donkeys are feeding beside them And the Sabians, these are people from the south, fell upon them and took them and struck down the servants with the edge of the sword. And I alone have escaped to tell you. Join us this Sunday at The Living Church Boise. Service and address can be found on our website www.thelivingchurchboise.com Visit our website for service time and address.